You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, a super edition of this show. We got NBA trade deadline and our Super Bowl preview. Uh, joining us tonight, Taze Takes LLC, the Major Domo, the owner and proprietor, DAR, True God, and our man in the scouting world, Shaka's Apollo. We're getting ready to roll into this Super Bowl preview, and it might be some surprises here, some takes. Uh, Tay, from our conversation earlier, do you, would, would you like me to go first? Uh, no, no. Well, I, I got to tell you something first. Okay, okay. I need you. All right there, Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something, brother. All I right. need you to stand on your team this week. You can't. Have the Brock Purdy to be, and then not ride, ride with Brock Purdy when you need to. You, I don't understand. Wait, hold on, you hold on. Gotta go with how the is players. just because, just because I think the Chiefs are going to win doesn't mean that I don't think Brock Purdy is not going to perform badly. Yeah, but you so don't. The have reason that the Niners are going to lose ain't going to have nothing to do with him, right? But it won't. Okay, if he wins and he has an okay game, you have that. Like people can't say nothing to you. He won. He's a Super Bowl champion. He won. He was the quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team. You need that for your because you're you're the Brock Purdy guy. You need that. If he so wins, I'm the Brock Purdy guy. You're just yeah. as much the Brock Purdy guy. <laughs> you need to that's that's your guy. You defend him with everything. You got to defend him now. This is the this is the the time right this, here. There's nothing to defend. He's. I think he'll play well, just like he always does, because he's a top ten quarterback. It don't mean that they're gonna win. No way. You're not picking a team. And like we've already covered, already covered. You say, oh well, you could say he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. We already covered. It don't matter what he does now, because when he plays good, it's because he's on a good team and it's a good system. And when he plays bad, oh well, that's because he sucked anyways, and that just proves it. That's what these people say. Okay, like like right. we're like we're past the point where what he does even fucking matters. Okay. If if you still don't know after the last game where he just about single handedly fucking took over that game and won it, I don't know what to tell. Like, there's nothing to tell these people anymore. Like okay, for okay, like for example, I'm not comparing to Tom Brady. But it's similar to Tom Brady when he first started his career. He first started, he was a game manager. It, like he wasn't, he wasn't this like, you know, this this top level guy at first until he had that big game against the Eagles in one of his Super Bowls. And that's when the game manager stuff was put to bed. Like you kind of need sometimes you kind of if you don't have like the the flashy game to you, you kind of need the big Super Bowl to stop the game manager talk, you know, like to, to really solidify your name, you know, as, as being like a, a top quarterback. No one had a flashier game in the conference championship weekend than Brock Purdy did. No That's one. true. So, like I said, I think it's going to be for all of those people who – anybody who's still saying it now, he's going. they're going to have to do it again next year. For them to completely shut the fuck up. It's just that's just my belief at this point. So going into the game. 
I had, man, I had to search pretty fucking hard. Had to hit up my my folks, uh, Jason Aponte and Steph Sanchez over there on Bully Ball to even find anyone breaking down keys to the game for the 49ers. We got people out there talking about fucking, oh, who looks better answering questions at the press conference? Who has more fans down there? Talking about ladybugs and shit. We're going to get our fucking ass whooped. Y'all talking about that. That's all you got to fucking talk about. I finally heard some keys to the game and it was, it was, it was pretty basic stuff. Unfortunately, um, kind of conservative, kind of keep the ball away kind of stuff. Not stuff that instills me with confidence, but this is how I was already feeling anyways. Unfortunately for anybody who loves the 49ers, like I do, everything the chiefs excel at the 49ers are the worst at. Everything that is their strength is our worst weakness. They Their running game is fucking crushing it. We can't defend the run worth the shit. They have amazing pass rush up the middle. Our pass protection up the middle is fucking awful. Those are going to be the two primary keys to the game. And what's crazy is we haven't even fucking mentioned Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the NFL. That's not even part of the two main fucking issues I have plaguing the 49ers in their path to possibly win this game. Which obviously does not bode well. If Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, and Colton McKivitz, Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, and Dre Greenlaw, if those individuals play the game of their lives, we will have a chance. A chance. But all of those names are going to have to play the game of their lives. I see that as unlikely. The Chiefs have a great running game. The 49ers have a terrible run defense right now. Chiefs get great pressure up the middle. We can't pass pro up the middle. This is not even talking about the best player in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. This is not even talking about Travis Kelsey, who was 11 catches on 11 targets last week. Not even talking about those guys. If the 49ers come out, I have no fucking clue. Where on earth Vegas got that the 49ers should be favored after these last two games? I I don't know what anyone saw that says the 49ers should be favored. If they get out to a slow start and they let the Chiefs run the ball on them like they did the last two teams, if they get behind, they will not be able to come back against this defense. Probably the best defense in the NFL. It's not going to happen. So I don't know what evidence you, anyone saw in these last two weeks that says that that's going to be an acceptable effort. Or gotten any indication that that effort's going to be any different this week because it was two weeks in a row. So that said, going with my analysis, unbiased, not going with my heart, got to go Chiefs. And... You know, it's shit to say because losing a Super Bowl is one of the worst fucking feelings that you can have as a sports fan. But I just I just don't see it. 
I just don't see it. Tay, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, I'm not gonna necessarily say you're wrong. I do have my pick. I, I'll give my pick in a minute, but I'm not gonna say say you're wrong. But I think you're underestimating your team. Like, I, I really do think you're underestimating your team. Okay. Like, how so? You got the best running back in the league, and the, the Chiefs and can't the Chiefs, stop the run either. And the Chiefs have struggled against the run. Exactly. That is gonna be a key. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's gonna be our our, and that's why I say. The interior of that line is going to have to play their best game mm-hmm. because they've they've had a poor run defense, but they still got Chris Jones. So if the middle of the line takes care of business in both pass pro and the running game, we are going to have a shot. Yeah, and I'm even not even that. You could just get McCaffrey in open space. All you have to do is give him swing passes and tosses and stuff like that. You really don't necessarily have to run in the middle. You, you can just give him off tackle stuff and whatnot. He breaks tackles. Like he makes it happen. Like he he's doing this in Carolina with no line. Like he, he makes it happen. Like I, I don't think I don't think that's the issue. I think you give him the ball, he's gonna perform. I, I they're not shutting McCaffrey down. I, I but, would be that. But Tay, if the Niners come out soft and let the Chiefs get up 10 or 14 right off the bat, then McCaffrey's not gonna be getting the ball. He can get well. I think it's different. He'll be getting uh, in a passing game. Right. Like I still think, I still, I still think you, you gotta involve. That's your best player. That's the best player on the team. You gotta involve the best player on the team to win games like that. Like when y'all were down to the Lions, McCaffrey was getting the ball. You have to give the ball to your best player. Like that, that, that's just what it is. Like you have to do that. And and then y- y'all are healthy. Y'all have no injuries whatsoever. Y'all are the healthiest you've ever been. No injuries. There's nothing wrong with anyone. Y'all, are, you know, you got the whole personnel. You got Debo Samuel. I know he'll have a big game. I, I he know needs to. he needs. He better. Yeah. We better I feed him that twenty million dollars, bro. That that is coming due. You yeah. better go out there and earn it on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there ain't no no. My shoulder hurt. You need to. You better come back in and play through. It's the last game of the season. There's nothing else I have to do. I know we'll have a big game. He should play the full game. Um. He means a lot to the offense. He is another running back you have out there. He's very versatile. He's a, a nice decoy. You don't even have to really give him the ball for him to, like, be effective. When when teams see Debo Samuel in motion, you have to pay attention. It's, he's not someone you can ignore. If you pay no attention to him and they give him the ball, he will get it first down. Like, you have, like just, just that alone, I feel like that helps out the run game as well just motions like just just having having the linebackers move having slot corners and nickel corners move ha- having them you know not really involved having them have to worry about Debo Samuel first that's another person who's gonna have to have the game of his life Kyle Shanahan that's true I'm give the ball to your best players Debo Samuel he needs he needs to Give the ball to Debo, uh, short short yardage situation. He needs to get the ball. McCaffrey needs to get the ball 20 plus times this game. Um, Ayuk, you need to hit Ayuk down the field, try something, get some pass, um, get some PI, something like that. You, like you do what has been working for you all season. McCaffrey's been working all season. Kittle on some games, he has his games. Like try to get something like 
hit everyone and see who has the hot hand and stay with the hot hand. Like that, that's just I got too many big time players to be worried. Yo, y'all offense is better than their defense. Like I y'all, they don't match. Their defense does not match your offense. And it doesn't. Y'all have the y'all got the best tackle in the league. Y'all got the best O lineman in the league. Got the best running back in the league. You got one of the best pass catchers in the league. Yo, y'all yeah, need, but they, they got the best one of the best corner tandems in the league. They do. They do, but I don't think that I don't think that's enough to shut down your entire you have your offense is more high powered than their defense is. That's what I think. Like it's it's not y'all don't have Zay Flowers. Don't have Gus Edwards. I don't care, Ravens fans, whatever. Y'all don't that, that that's not y'all. Not necessary. <laughs> y'all have all pros on your team. They do too. Y'all got all pros too. And you should trust your all pros more than their all pros. It, it's just just that alone. I'm not really worried about the other side of the ball either. Like the Chiefs are gonna score their points. Like any defense, they're gonna score their points. But I think you're the, the 49ers offense needs to show up to win this game. And y'all got the names, y'all got the talent. And I, I do think I do think they'll do it. You got you just gotta trust them. You gotta trust the 49ers experience. They got experience too. You gotta trust the 49ers over the Chiefs. So it sounds like you're picking 49ers. I am. I am. Oh, <laughs> dropping it. Drop it. Okay. Apollo, thoughts and pick. Yeah. What I was going to say was, as far as Kyle Shanahan, as far as, like, the game plan, um, the 49ers, like, Kyle Shanahan is not going to stop running the ball. That's what – see, that's what happened with the Ravens. You know, they, they, they basically tried to outsmart themselves and, you know, they didn't play their game. And I don't think that Kyle's going to do that because, I mean, we all remember the 28-3 to three, uh, uh, comeback from the Patriots and shit in that Super Bowl. So, like, he had stopped running the ball then. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't think – and then well, in the last Super Bowl against the Chiefs, I think he had like a 10-point – they had a 10-point lead. Um, and then you know he start running the ball as efficiently and stop running, start giving um the running back carries. I forgot who they had at the time, but it was um, Raheem Mostert. Mostert, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I I don't think he's gonna. I think he's going. I think he's going to. I think he's learned from his mistakes in the past. Uh, I mean, at least he better had. Um, now as far as like you know the different types of matchups and things, um. Eric, uh, to answer uh, one thing that you brought up about them being favored, I think it's two things to that. One, I think it's kind of what y'all talked about, the the talent, the depth of talent on the offensive side, at least for the 49ers. I think that um, either like the sharp money or like, you know, it could be it could be the uh, uh, the, the, the the public putting. Yeah. Yeah, putting their Maybe. money behind that, you know, and then it, on the other side, it could be, you know, the house uh, trying to, uh, as they say, build the narrative. Yeah, because it makes it makes no sense. The Chiefs went on the road and beat the Bills and the Ravens. Right. Two teams that would be probably even odds with the 49ers. And and what what is like I said that's a that's another built-in narrative. Oh, 
he so on his his latest playoff run, he was the underdog in every game, and he and yep. he and it was on the road, and he won. Except for like that um, game with the Dolphins, but um, but yeah, that's 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 gonna add to his legacy immensely. So it's like all that stuff is is, is a variable. All that stuff is possible. You think so? Uh, I think the Ravens were like like really think about it. You think five years from now we're gonna look at the Ravens and the Dolphins? But the dope man, those were some good teams. You really think that? I don't. I think well, the I, yes, I mean, people were already talking about the Ravens that they were a historically a historical team. I'm strictly talking about the Vegas lines. Oh, okay. And, All right, I see how they were how they were underdogs, literally. Okay. <laughs> you know, every game. And, um, but uh, hell no, uh, no. And, see, uh, no. I mean, and the Dolphins. I don't know what it is, man. I mean, we we, we shouldn't even talk about them, but it, it, it's 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 that classic, you know, one weather team. You know, when it gets too cold, man, I mean, you don't play as good because you're a fast-track team, and the elements will slow you down. But anyway, uh, back to this game. Um, I agree. The defense, the run defense um, for the Chiefs, I mean, they, they can't be exploited. Uh, I mean, you got McCaffrey, as far as the 49ers side, you got McCaffrey. I mean, just keep giving him the ball, man. He's, he's going to make magic happen. And on the other side, they got possibly the second best back in, in the league because at least he's a champion, and the boy runs hard. I'm talking about Pacheco. Yeah, I like. Let's not sleep on Pacheco. He can catch it out the backfield too. Now I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs desperately want Jerick McKinnon to be available. Um, right now I don't know if he's looking that good, but if they had McKinnon available, that would give them a McCaffrey light type of weapon where they can you know do the same thing with him and put him out on the backfield. Um, things like that. I mean, put him out in the flat, you know, you know what I mean? Like, whatever you want to do, because he has proven that. Um, he's a champion as well. Um, the whole Kadarius, Kadarius Tony thing, I mean, to be honest, they need to activate him. Like, I mean, I don't give a damn how how much of a loose cannon. As a 49er like. fan, I agree. Because it would like, boost the chances well, of the 49ers winning. <laughs> well, true, well, true, but, you know, I, you know, I can't even say. Hopefully, the boy learned from his lesson because I don't know. I, I mean, I think he's, I think he's. Yeah, I don't uh, know if that's a lesson thing. I think it's a you either you can or you can't thing. But I would say this: you need his, you need his, with his talent, you need what he can bring. I mean, shit. In the, in the last Super Bowl, he made a nice play for you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just a chance of that. This just a chance of putting all all um all your best weapons out there even on both sides of the ball, because this is the last game of the season. This is for all the marbles. So you got to, you know what I mean? If you're going to take a chance, take a chance in the damn Super Bowl. But, um, but yeah, um, I mean, I, I I will say I haven't made my bet yet, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one. Um, even though I see Brock Purdy um, – firmly establishing himself as, you know, a Kirk Cousins type of offensive talent, um, a um, a Brady-like um, player. I mean, because, I mean, let's be honest, Brady was a system player for sure when, when he, his first couple of years. I mean, that's usually how it happens unless you're, you know, a generational talent. So, um, you know, I, I see I see Purdy kind of going on that same path. 
he's not going to win. I don't think he's going to win a lot of Super Bowls. And to be honest, I don't even think his 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 uh, time as a starter is going to last probably more than another year or two because everything's changing in the NFL. Everything changes every year. There's a lot of turnover. So you don't know how your team is going to look. Um, and, um, I mean, yes, so if you don't have all those weapons, you know, I mean, he, he'll look totally different. Any quarterback would. So, um, but yeah. Wow, I, I, coming I, in kind of hot on Brock Purdy during. I got a, during... I got a question about Brock Purdy, too. Hmm. So, do you remember last year, right? Jalen Hurts had his crazy year. Yep. And he had that, he had a great performance in Super Bowl, but they lost. And people were putting him up like, oh, he's a top five quarterback now. Do you think Brock Purdy can do that? Like, say he yep. gets 350, three touchdowns, you know, like a, pre- a per- pretty much perfect game, but he loses. Do you think he can do that? Yep. Uh, that's kind of what I was alluding to. Like, okay. towards the yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think he could. I mean, because the kid, like, no matter what you want to say, like, I know we was talking about game managers and stuff like that. Like, the media, I don't know how they twisted that to make that seem like a terrible thing. Like, I mean, it's not a bad thing to say. Like, you're not even, to me, you're not even slandering a quarterback. I mean, don't you want someone who can control the ball? I, I mean, you know what I mean? And like, not make dumb mistakes. I, I, I just don't understand how this is a ne- like a ne- negative connotation on it. I mean, and, and the boy, he can throw the ball. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's not a, he's not a, a scrub <laughs> per se, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he has some arm talent. I mean, he ain't, like I say, he's not elite, but do you really have to be elite to win Super Bowls? I mean, come no, on, can we look at the same time and again? And the answer is no. Right. You know, it just so happens that Mahomes is elite. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it's great that he's winning Super Bowls, you know, I mean, players like that, but I mean, come on now. I mean, uh, enough talk with the boy. Like yes, he's Mister Irrelevant. That, that's, that's the thing. People are are mad that he's Mister Irrelevant, and the fact that he's getting talked to, and those people who had uh, a lot of stake in Trey Lance, um, they 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 they're the they're the main haters as well. I think, um, you know, and look, hey, leave the boy alone. <laughs> All right, so we got me with the Chiefs, Apollo with the Chiefs. Tay with the 49ers. True. Your takes on take on the matchups. And are we gonna have a tie or are we gonna have a majority on our picks here? I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Oh um Tay's so happy because if you know if he wins, then he gets to yes. tell us all about it next week. And um, you know, like a part of me thinks the 49ers have a good chance. Um, to do it, I agree with some of the stuff that that uh, Tay was saying. Um, I think they absolutely have a chance. It's just, <clears throat> it's just something about the Chiefs' defense and the way they've been playing, and also just, I think, I just think Mahomes. This is a legacy thing for Mahomes. I feel like, like this is a legacy thing for him. So I feel like this game, he's probably he's taking this game even more serious because it's like that first one he 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 has yet to have like a super in my opinion like a super super amazing um you know super bowl appearance so like i know he's the closest he got was the one he lost that shit was superhuman and so it's like 
it's like, yeah, he won last year, but just, you know, to go back to back is to put your name in a different light. And football, and football, it's just you putting yourself in a different light. Um, so you just, you know, you don't, you don't really. So you don't really. Uh, it's hard to understand the mindset of somebody who's won and has won all of their career. It's like you don't want to lose. Losing is the worst possible thing. And I think for Mahomes, this just, this is just going. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Obviously, because the 49ers are the 49ers. I saw people say, like, oh, yeah, Patty about to, you know, dance on them and blah, 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 blah. I think Pacheco will have a pretty solid game. I think Kelsey's going to have, um, you know, a pretty solid game as well. I don't, you know, I don't I don't envision it being like a blowout either way. No, I, uh, so either. But I think you're talking about good defense matched up with, uh, you know, good offense. And the 49ers defense is pretty good too. I think, and like Tay said, they're healthy. That makes a difference in a lot of things. Health makes a difference in a lot of things. I know the Chiefs are missing, uh, I believe, a key player as well. So I, you know, that's that's the tough part. You know, I think that's the tough part. But if I had to go, like I said, I'm I'm going with the Chiefs. I just think all around they just have a little bit more that works. That makes sense. Um, just a little bit more. So I'm uh I'm going I'm going with the goddamn Chiefs. Twenty seven twenty is what I'm thinking. I can see that. I can see that. That's tough. I guess we'll all see how uh how it all plays out, how our fortunes fall. Hell how our fortunes fall this weekend. The fortunes of the 49ers. Some NBA teams tried to change their fortunes. Today was yesterday, when you're listening to this, was the NBA trade deadline. And that's what we're hitting right now. All right, fellas, NBA trade deadline was yesterday. Quite a few moves got made. None of nothing super huge, but a lot of interesting uh, filling out of rosters and lineups. Interesting uh, trades where where teams, uh, I believe it was the Bucks. They they attacked uh, a weakness of theirs, trying to upgrade their defense. It was one of the ones that I noticed. Um, but otherwise, a lot of teams just trying to address weaknesses with 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 key players with role players. Um, What'd you guys think? NBA draft deadline or trade deadline? Hey, um, the losers of this of this uh deadline, the Bulls by far the Bulls. I don't know. They I just don't understand sitting there, um, just not doing anything whatsoever. Like I heard their uh, like their front office was ready, but someone, uh kind of like kind of shut it down pretty much you know like I think this was the time to blow it up I don't think they'll their window has been like I don't think they were ever contenders necessarily but I don't think they're they're getting better than what they were like they were in the playoffs like two years ago I don't think they'll ever get back to that so I think they should have definitely started making some trades you know getting a little younger just start start the rebuild again 
and that's fine. You know, they tried to compete for a championship. Levine, DeRozan, they went to the playoffs one year and whatnot, but it's over. You know, that's, they should have just tried to see if they can get some kind of picks or whatever. And, um, you know, start, start to rebuild. And the winners of this draft, I mean, it's easy. The, the New York Knicks, you know, like, traded away, in my opinion, nothing for something. That That's how I see it. Quentin Grimes, now, he was a good player. Don't get me wrong. He was a good player. But I don't think he wanted to play in New York. I, I kept seeing uh, articles about him and his team, his camp, not being happy with his his role, not being happy in New York. And when players feel that way, especially on my team, you can go. I don't care who you are. If LeBron was on the Knicks and he said he didn't want to play for my goodbye. Like, I honestly – I have no attachment to you if you don't want to play for the team. Like, I'm never going to, you know, beg for someone to stay on the team. So, he, he said he wanted to go. So, we sent him to the worst team in the NBA. Um, With Malachi Flynn, wasn't really getting in the game anyway. So, like I said, we traded nothing for something. And, um, yeah, we didn't trade any first. We have eight first-round picks to trade as well in the offseason. Um. And we got um Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. I think that alone completely replaces Manuel quickly. I think it's at having them two now on the bench. Our, our bench is great. We 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 have a, we got a top three bench in my opinion. Like we, we did a few a few weeks ago when we had quickly, we traded them away. Now we got some bench again. I think we have like a top a top three bench now. Um now. For the, the the people that are saying uh, Bogdanovich, Alec Burke don't play defense, we have plenty of defenders on our team. Mitchell Robinson plays defense. OG plays defense. Josh Hart plays defense. Dante DiVincenzo plays defense. Not every single person in your basketball team is going to play defense. Like, it, that's just how it goes. You have some people – you have, like, some teams have specialists of things. Like, some teams have three-point shooters. that people that just take three. Some people have lob threats. We have we have some defenders, we have some scores, we have a good split of it, and that's why I think the Knicks are going to the finals. We have a good split of everything. We have we can rebound, we can defend, we can score, we can shoot threes. I think we're the best three point shooting three point shooting team in the league now with all of our additions. Um, yeah, I don't think adding them is a problem at all. I think they're more so uh, pluses than. The negatives. I don't see anything wrong with trading nothing for something. Like I, they just in, like even if even if they don't defend, like I don't think that's that's better than what we had. You know, we just added two great bench scores, and and, and Bogdanovich can start too. We can move Dante DiVincenzo to the bench. Now he he's been absolutely hooping, but I think this just makes us better. This doesn't make us worse at all whatsoever. In any category at all, like this completely makes us better in, in every category of basketball. And I and I think teams should be worried about the Knicks. I think teams should be scared, especially going into the offseason with, with eight draft picks to to make more moves from. And you know, when we made the OG trade, people were saying, Oh man, the Knicks keep making these moves. It's not about the big move, like I said, it's not about the big move. You gotta like it's baby steps, stay patient. Wait for a big name to become available. Um, I think that they got excellent um return uh, on what they gave away. 
Um, I mean, that's just like instant scoring. And for a team, like, and especially any Tom Thibodeau team, your your foundation, your base is defense. And um, you you need you needed shooters to surround that defense. You know what I mean? You you needed now. I'll put it like this: now they're perfectly balanced. Um, and that is, and 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 you have a leader in Jalen Brunson who completely took over that team's mentality and that mindset. And has that team's ear, and I mean, like I say, he's a good he's a good guy. He works hard. He's like a like a perfect blue collar type of player. Um, what he provides, along with OG's defense, and and like I said, now you're surrounding uh, them with more shooters. I mean, Josh Hart. I mean, he can score, but he's not necessarily a volume scorer. Um, I mean, DiVincenzo, like I said, like Tay said, just started really balling. Um, but he can he can uh, stuff the stat the stuff the stat sheet um, when need to when he needs to. So, um, I mean, just adding, like I said, Bogdanovich. I mean, and all his offensive. I mean, his three point shooting. I mean, Alec Burks. I mean, like these these are guys for nothing. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? They give you more scoring, and um, that's always good for the NBA. Need scoring. Um, I also like what the Dallas Mavericks have done. Um, I feel like they kind of did like an inverse of what, um, uh. Like kind of like an inverse of what um uh with the team we just said um <laughs> and um uh, I think I, I think you know you already got your offensive stalwarts you know in Luca Kyrie um I mean you got your shooting with Josh Green like you you got you got your players in peace um and even a couple of the young guys like Omax and um like guys like the like. Derek Lively, I mean, he, if he can stay on the court, you know, that'd be nice. But I mean, even when you when you look at it, like adding more size, more rebound, a little more toughness, and Daniel Gafford, like I I really like Gafford, and you know, I think what he what he adds is, like I said, more more rebound, a little more toughness, a little more physicality, and for a finesse team, essentially, they need that. Um and um uh who else who else did they get uh, PJ Washington um I mean I think that's a a pretty a pretty good, good uh, addition that has more value because didn't really give that much away from him. I mean Grant Williams even though that was a kind of a hefty contract that they gave him it didn't work out and my belief is when you know and you have the pulse of your team. You gotta know when to strike, and you can't double down on bad decisions you made. If there is a way to get out of it, I mean, there's always a way to get out of contracts. I mean, don't let the media fool you. Oh, I mean, salary caps and all that. Yeah, but you can always move money and move and move contracts. It happens all the time. Um, and 
you know, just to get him, I think that adds more, um, I mean, more scoring. I mean, he, he can score. Um, I mean, of course he adds the, um, the rebounding aspect too. Like, I just, th- I just think they have more size and that that's a good thing, uh, especially being in the West. Um, I also, um, who else do I like here? I'll, I'll pick one more team, like one more move that I like. Um, the Thunder. Um, I like what the Thunder did. Uh, who 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 did get again? Oh yeah, Golden Hayward. Yeah. You don't think they could have did more with the amount of picks they got? Like you don't you don't think it was underwhelming necessarily? Like you know what I mean? I I don't because they got the off season. Okay, okay, I see. And it's like, why your team? You have one of the top teams in the league in the West, especially, but in the league. I I don't buy into you having to just make erratic moves. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just just have some patience, especially when you have so much leverage and so many picks like they do in in the Knicks, like we talked about before. So it's like, I mean, getting Gordon Hayward, I mean, his only problem is health. But, I mean, damn it, you have a top record (laughs) without him. So it's not – so everything he does is just a bonus. I mean, he adds, um, you know, a little more size on the wing. And things like that, and that's what that's what they needed if they had you know any main main weakness, in my opinion. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I I I, I really like a couple of the moves people made, like um, like the Bucks got Beverly. Uh, <laughs> they need toughness, but it, it, you know, I I like the bargain basement, the role players, like because it, it it makes for better teams. Like I really, I really see a lot of good scheme and system fits, um, and that and that should be you know a delight for any fan for real because you're getting better basketball, you know it's like these 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 teams are getting it. You don't always have to make the splash, and especially if you make the wrong splash, you know what I mean. Then you're going to be ridiculed. Make small moves, have have nice little intricate, um, you know what I mean, swaps and moves like that. Get some glue guys, you know. A lot, seeing a lot of glue guys getting moved, you know. Uh, like build, build, build your team the right way, and uh, I like that. I've, I've seen a lot of that um, with this deadline. True trade deadline thoughts. Um, the Knicks won the trade deadline. Obviously, uh, picking up Bo, uh, Bojan and and then uh, and Burks. Great pickups for them. Uh, you know, I think the thing I've asked the last couple of weeks is who the fuck does Dante DiVincenzo think he is? Uh, that's the first thing, because I just watched this motherfucker drop 30 uh, with with Jalen Brunson out, out on this game. And then, you know, he's been doing that and hitting these threes and just going crazy. And it's like, where the fuck was this? We've never seen him do this, ever. We saw, like, a glimpse of it in Golden State last year, but we've never seen it. So when you have somebody who can go out and get you 30, you have a Julius Randle, even though I'm not a big fan, who can go out and get you 25-30. You got Jalen Brunson who can go out and get you 25-30. You got OG who can get you 15 and play great defense. Uh, and then you're adding someone who's averaging 20. That's probably going to come off your bench more than likely. 
And then you have Alec Burks who can drop a shit ton of points on you out of nowhere. He just had, what, 26 the other night? So you're looking at a team that basically is built a formidable uh, contender. And, you know, health health is just going to be, I think, the only thing really stopping them from from kind of showing out and, 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 you know, showing what they can do in terms of the playoffs and stuff like that. They stay healthy. They're a fucking problem. So um, I think the Knicks won the dead, uh, definitely – won that trade deadline. There's nobody even remotely close, in my opinion. Um, I think, I, I do think um, the moves, some of the moves that were made uh, today, like I said, it didn't really, nothing to me really moved the needle like that, but at the same time, I mean, outside of the Knicks. Um, but I think it's interesting because certain teams that you I thought needed a move, and I still think some of them needed a move, but like when you look at like the Lakers and you look at the Warriors, and you look at the the Bulls because Tay mentioned the Bulls. I think what's changed with those teams is that they seem to kind of have. I think it was like jitters amongst the, the team and like that unspoken thing that kind of fucks up chemistry sometimes if you don't do it, um, handle it the right way, have the right person. Uh, in, I guess in the locker room is for the for the Warriors. I think the Warriors were all kind of worried about like you know Chris Paul getting traded. Would they trade Moses Moody? Was Kaminga on the table? Uh, Wiggins was really being rumored, and then Wiggins started playing better. Uh, I mean Kaminga's playing out of this world right now for his, you know considering, and then so I think that kind of kind of quelled some of their you know and they played they've been playing fucking great basketball just the last couple these last couple games so um you know they're still idiots you know at times because the Steve Kerr coach team and then the Lakers the Lakers are finally you know uh you know I don't I'm going to assume they'll compete because while we're recording this the Nuggets game is coming on but D'Lo D'Lo is out so I don't know if that's gonna be a good thing or a bad thing but you know we'll see I guess you know we'll see how it goes but I think the 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 reality of all of this is the Lakers probably needed a move, but they had marginal assets, so they couldn't make a move. And then nobody wanted, you know, D'Lo, and, and D'Lo started balling out, but the tra- trade deadline passes by, and now D'Lo is, like, out, and he's got an injury he's dealing with, so he's not playing tonight. And so those are the things that I think you kind of have to look at from the perspective of of kind of r- the deadline is that, if these teams can stay healthy, you know, for for, for the Lakers, you know, D'Lo, Gabe Vincent is out. Um, you know, Gabe Vincent's going to be out for another week or two. I don't know what he adds to the team. And I think sometimes teams are like, if we could just get a little bit of momentum, we can change things around. Um, I know that the, uh, the Celtics picked up, I think the Celtics picked up Xavier Tillman, I believe. And I think that's a good pickup for them in terms of off the bench. He's not like a super powered big um I agree. I agree you know but i think it's a good pickup for them so you you, you, you kind of like i say the celtics didn't really need to get too much better <laughs> you know like they didn't get need to get too much better because they already have a wealth of talent but adding somebody who has a little bit of experience uh not that tillman's like a, like a extremely experienced um you know quote unquote big but i think he helps he's just another piece um, that they can, especially for the regular season, that they can kind of rotate um, because they have some slight, you know, issues with with their. I mean, their primary big men is like you know Al Horford is older shit, 
and Porzingis sometimes can't stay fully healthy. So you kind of want to, you know, kind of have a little bit of a like a flotation device, um, you know, f- for your team. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think the Celtics, they, they nice, nice little addition for them. Um, under the Pacers got rid of Buddy Heal, which I don't really think, you know, without Embiid, the 76ers it really don't move any, don't make any like make any difference. So um Pat Bev going to uh, Milwaukee. I mean, I think they need a little grit. Um, you know, I think that was a great I, addition, personally. You know, I think it's. A, I think it was a good addition. I, I think it'll help some, but it's a little strong. But you got to oh, watch. Great, great relative to what they need. I mean, but... I put it. I put it like this: the starting backcourt, unless they move Malik Beasley, which is possible, they can always move Malik Beasley to the bench. But I don't think you want to play Pat Bev and Dane together, so. I just, I mean, you want to, but like, as your starting lineup, like, I, that, I still have questions about them. They got rid of Robin Lopez too, also, and uh, but you know, Giannis's brother is still there, for, for the, you know. <laughs> but it's all, <laughs> but it's like, but I think, I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem with this NBA anyway, right? It's just like Giannis, Giannis's brother is taking up a a a okay. roster spot. Follow any thoughts on that? Um, which I'm sure. Uh, shit, I had, a, I had a call coming. My bad. And uh, which I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Brooke Lopez wasn't too happy about his brother being gone, but I mean, you know, it is whatever. But I think I don't know. Like I said, the Bucks they didn't really get that much better to me. I think Doc Rivers is still your coach. So it's like, how good anyway is everything? Like, how good is it gonna be anyway with you guys? Like, because like, like, the dogs, Doc Rivers, like Doc Rivers. Hopefully not. Stuff. They deserve bad things to happen to them. Yeah. So it's like I don't see, I don't see where anything's really changed. Like Pat Bev's gonna go out there and try to, you know, give him grit and all that stuff like that. But you know, we don't, uh, we don't really, we don't really know how well of a fit he's gonna be in because Dame is a cone on defense. Beasley is a cone on defense. Middleton at times could be a cone on defense. So it's like who's picking up the slack for who? Can Middleton stay healthy? I, I don't I don't know. Um as far as the Mavericks, I know Apollo mentioned Dallas. Um I like the Gafford pickup for them. Uh I think they're rolling kind of right now, starting to get, you know, starting to get a little momentum. Um you know Luca and Kyrie's is starting to work out. Kyrie can stay healthy. There's something there. I like Josh Green on that team. Uh, shout out to Josh Green for hitting two threes um, to keep the no sweat bed alive. Shout out to Josh Green. Um, you know, I think Kyrie and Luca just they're looking. You know, they're, they're looking. I think they look pretty good together. So, um, you know, I I think that helps. They they need somebody kind of in the interior. And Gaffer's not the best. You know, not the best option they could have probably would get. But considering the price. I think that worked out pretty well. So um interested to see how Dallas does with their, you know, their new addition. Um I I'm trying to think if there's any other team that needed to make an addition and they didn't. Um like the Bulls. I think the Bulls, I think the Bulls needed to get rid of Zach Levine. Uh or and, and honestly, honestly, DeMar DeRozan too, because he, you know, I think it's that's Kobe White's team now. In my honest opinion, that's Kobe White's team. And he's uh, like, he, you know, obviously certain seasons could be flukes and stuff. We didn't expect this. We know what he's doing now. I don't think anybody expected him to be like this. Um, 
but he has showed up and shown out and I done a hell of a job with the, uh, what about, with the I, I, I might've missed it. You might've said it. What about the move that OKC made? Oh yeah. Um, so it is. So Apollo mentioned it, but I'm looking at my, looking at my calendar. It is February, 2024. Yeah. Gordon Hayward does nothing for me in I February of yeah, I got you. But I think they need a veteran, right? I don't know if he's yeah. the best veteran for them. Um, Josh Giddy and, and Gordon Hayward on the same team is interesting. Um, but because I was because I was thinking of your you were saying, you know, what team didn't make a move and should have. I get I the Spurs said, fuck it, we're gonna let it ride, I guess. No, it's no that point. was the one that stuck out to me, and then and that made me think of another young team that brought in a veteran in Gordon. Yeah, Hayward. the Spurs. No point. No point for the Spurs to to make a move. You're not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's like the Blazers, the Spurs. Yeah, but at Pitt. this point, are are you stunting the development of of Wemby? No. Nope. Uh, I mean, it's his first season. You know, like, I mean, they could they could let him go out there and play 35 minutes if they want, but it's like. There's really no use at this point, and I and like I, like you can't compete, you know. Like I, you know, you know what? I just thought about it. You just you mentioned the Spurs, and I started thinking about Texas and the Rockets. I thought needed to make some type of move because I, I they're they're free falling. Jalen Green is not consistent enough. Fred VanVleet is not. But it's like when when, when we talked about this one in the offseason, right? Like no, we I didn't. I thought they would do better, which they've done better. But I didn't look at that and be like, yo, like you, you, you know, Doka gonna have them boys like, nah, like it's still it's, it's still Houston, it's still Texas. Like, I don't think it's really really anything, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that, that's really like stuck out about that team. And I don't think they're like they're 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 gonna do anything. I think uh what's happened now is that they're gonna be pa- even passed up, I think, by the Warriors. And Warriors have a lot of momentum. I feel like they have a lot of momentum ever since that coach passed away. Although they've lost a couple games in like really stupid ways, um, they've been in the fight in like every game that they've had. Or they've been, last couple they're blowing teams out, which is very rare for them this year. Um, it was rare last year actually. So um, I think you know the the one oh the one team I, I will say I think also is going to free fall, and this could be a coincidence or not a coincidence. Uh, the Utah Jazz. I believe are going to free fall because I believe they were going to probably they were going to sell, um, but people just weren't giving them enough to to sell, and I think they got rid of Olenek, which not that he was like a huge part, but he was, he's a contributor, and I think Laurie, you know, Laurie Marketing is their centerpiece, but there's no guarantee of him staying there, so. I think with them not making a move and moving some assets and trying to get something, they have a, uh, I think it gets, you know, a couple of picks or whatever they, they can, they can utilize and use. But I, I honestly think they're going to free fall. I think they're going to also do a free fall. I think um, you're going to start seeing some of their players like missing a couple games and, and, you know, Colin Sexton was balling for them, but he doesn't close games anymore. Um, coincidentally, all of a sudden, and, and he was doing well, and it's the Clarkson issue, and then people are talking about Clarkson don't really want to be there. He might want to move, and he's kind of said it. So, like, I think 
all of that's going to come to a head because there was rumors about all these guys being moved. And just because they started playing well, then it changed, which is fine, right? I mean, that's fine. Like, they it changed and, and, and they weren't moved. But Utah, the Utah Jazz doesn't have any, in my opinion, no matter what their record is, no matter how well they play, they don't have championship aspirations. So, um, and not this year. You got to retool and come back. I don't still think you're – I saw somebody say – on like ESPN or something like that, or like, oh, the Jazz could win it all. It was like, no, <laughs> like, what? Like, no, like, like, it's not happening. Like, the best player is Lloyd Marketing, which we don't know what that looks like in a playoff setting. We don't know. Like, playing in Utah and Salt Lake City is very hard for people in the playoffs. I understand that, but we don't know what that looks like. So, I would say, you know, like looking at the whole NBA right now, um, I think you'll see, like I said, the Lakers will maintain their, um, their position either in the play-in, maybe moving to like sixth, seventh. I think the Warriors are about to go on a run. Um, and these are teams who didn't make moves. I think the Bulls are in like the play-in or close to like, you know, six seed, seven seed, eight seed. So like these are teams who are like middle of the road. And I think a move would have probably put them over the top, but then you gotta account for chemistry, you gotta account for health. The Golden State Warriors just have not been healthy. They have their best defender was out for like 80% of the season. Um, the Lakers, uh, Lakers issue is a little different. You know, it's coaching issue, kind of a focus issue. Uh, Reeves is not. Reeves has like he's inconsistent. D'Lo was inconsistent. The Bulls, um, you know, Zach Levine was trashed really most of this year when he was playing. Uh, DeRozan is inconsistent. Vucevic is not really doing much. Um, so like those are teams who need a move, but it's like they're okay with being like in the play play in hunt. And that's that's fine. Um, as far as the teams, you know, the, I'm sorry, I forgot the team who should have made a move was the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings should have made a move. They are free falling as well. They're luckily they won enough games early on to where they haven't completely free falled like far down into like the play into like tenth. But there's a possibility of that happening. You know what I mean? Like there's a possibility of that happening because their defense is non-existent, damn near, and everything else that they do is just it's just terrible um honestly it's just they, they just haven't played good basketball De'Aaron Fox um has not played great basketball recently Sabonis has been the best player like honestly on the team um he's you know double double triple doubles and, and shit like that and yeah <laughs> and so he's he's been their best player and I think that's a problem you had Harrison Barnes dropping 30 and fucking 25 like maybe like and you ain't winning with that shit you might you can beat the Warriors with that. It's like, but you ain't want to against nobody else with that shit. They just lost with the Pistons, right? So yeah. it's like when you have that, you have a team that has talent. Where's your grit? Mike Brown had them boys looking great last uh last season. They look terrible now. And it's like it's inconsistency. Inconsistency has been the model of this entire season. Which is the biggest problem, really, in the NBA is inconsistency. You can't you can't count on players to play. You can't count on people to be available. Like, like motherfuckers going bullshit. They bullshit through games. Like, like you got a superstar superstar player like Steph. Steph's a prime example against the 76ers. Kaminga was balling. Wiggins was balling. Clay started balling. Steph had like nine points. Like, how often does that happen? You want to? On a great tear, and then, and then t- this t- tonight you go for 11 threes and 42. You could have did that shit last night. So like that's what it is. Like it's an inconsistency in the NBA, 
to where it's hard to actually judge who really needed to move and who just needs to turn it up a notch. Honestly, like, because if the Warriors can go out there in, in Indiana on a back-to-back and then blow out both the 76ers, granted, they were without Embiid, but they still have Max, they still had Tobias, they had Kelly Oubre, a couple other, you know, the guys. If you can go out and do that, why couldn't you do that against the Lakers at home, the Kings at home? When the Lakers start, you know, having, like, you know, uh, they're good wins. Why couldn't you do that when y'all was getting blown out by, uh, not OKC, blown out by, I guess, the Kings or, or, or blown out by this team, blown out by that, that team? Like, why couldn't you do that consistently? And that's why the NBA is like, you don't know how to read a team right now because you don't fucking, you don't know what they're what they're doing. Honestly, like, to me, it's like, even like the Knicks, the only, only team I saw make a move and I was like, okay, that's for sure going to work. Because they're on an upward trajectory. Other teams, like I said, there's no big move that was made. No stars moving. The only star move I think that was really made this year was Harden to, to the Clippers. And that was early on. I can't see any other star. Like, oh, I mean, maybe Tay one consider OG uh, like a star. But, like, that's, like, the only other real big move where I'm like, yo, like, they did something this year. Like, that's that's it. So, I don't think this trade deadline really affects too, too much. I think you'll start to see, like, a couple teams rise up. I think the NBA obviously wants both the Lakers and the Warriors and probably also want the Bulls in the playoffs. These are three of the most popular teams in the NBA. So, you know, Jazz, maybe the Pelicans will start, you know, falling off a little bit too. Um, You know, I think you're just going to see, like, the second half of the season after All-Star. I think the reason why these there's there's no big trades is because you're gonna see a lot of teams you didn't expect to free fall start to free fall. Well, yeah. Um, real real quick, I just want to say, I mean, yeah, uh, I think inconsistency is what basketball is, you know, kind of part of the game. Um, I mean, I, I do agree with you. Um. Because I mean, if you look at this from a few different standpoints, um, you know, a better's mentality. I um, mean, damn right, the, the NBA is too too inconsistent. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I just think like overall, like, I mean, it's a, and you know, basketball itself is a game of runs. So it's like you know, For sure, you gonna have ups and downs. It's a long season. You know, I mean, these guys got. All sorts of different stuff going on in their lives and stuff. So it's like you know, families. Most of them, I mean, most of them don't, but you know, a lot of them do got families. And, but you know, it's it, it's different stuff, man. And uh, but I do agree with you. I mean, as far as you know, basic skills, <laughs> um, it, it's certain things you, you should be able to do every night as a player. Um, I mean, they, especially since they made back to backs a a a main topic. Like they tried to draw back um, as many back to backs, you know, so players don't sit out as much. Um, but I mean, you're still gonna have it. It's just, it's, I don't know. It, it, I think it's part of the game, you know. But I do. I mean, I do agree. Agree. I think so. Hey man, like I said, the game, the game is not the way it used to be anymore. Like players don't. I don't think players, you know. But like players' bodies are different, you know, now, right? So like. You know, you got – I mean, LeBron is, like, damn near 40, and he's played, like, 90% of the games. Steph is 36, playing, like, 90% of the games. 
Um, I think Kawhi has played a decent amount of a decent amount of games this yeah. year. I think majority. KD. So it's interesting. Yeah, and so it's interesting to see like players like that. Like, yo, like they actually these are players who you would expect to rest. Like, you know, Kawhi's more health, but like Stephen Braun is like in KD, you know, KD is missed some games, but like these are they're like very consistent players. And and I look at you know, Braun, I look at Steph, I look at KD, although they're as Tay would say, they old. I don't look at them as guys who truly cheat the game. And I know some people might go, oh, cheat the game, but it's like KD was averaging at one point. He had like a string of like 40, 50 point game. Like Steph is on a fucking pair. Steph has 60, you know, 46, just 42. Like these are old ass niggas, you know, in basketball years. <laughs> and it's like, and then B, even in B, but you know, he, he, you know, his body just, yeah, his body is what it is. But his he was in his age. <laughs> yeah. But his, but he was balling. Like, he once again, they don't cheat the game. You got guys who go out there and they just be bullshitting passive. Steph did it at certain certain points. That's why they was losing because he was just sitting in the corner sometimes. Like, nah, you like you that you that nigga go get go get the rock and go shoot that motherfucker. Go do that. Like when Braun be taking him, I mean Braun also like you know, Braun and Steph old and KD's older, so like, you get it. But like when KD go, KD be hooping. Not like, you know, not since Bill came back, but like, you know, he he off and on. But it's just like when you watch shit like that, it just makes you feel like, yo, that's what's cool is that you got these guys who have been in this league so long and they know when people come to 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 watch them play. They know when people do this and that. They know what these people are coming for. You're coming to see your favorites hoop. You're coming to see your favorites do what they do best. That's a very important thing for all people who, you know, and I think that's that's the old school mentality, like. It'd be players who don't be on the injured list. And this is something just in general with the NBA, not even talking trades. It's in general. Players who don't be on the injured list. You think about people who spend hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars to go watch these niggas play. And then all of a sudden it's like, mm, my toe hurt. I'm going to just sit out tonight. Because the game's different. Like, it's just Road's like, looking kind of icy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> That's just what it is. Like, that's the game, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the problem with the game. Like, you you looking at people like people like that, that's crazy to me. Like, the fact that that's a thing, that's crazy. And that's the issue with the league. Right. And, like, and that's, the, that's the issue with the culture. Yeah, no, for sure. That shit stems from, 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 from AAU, and you, we all know that. And, and we used to... We got lucky, me and you. When we used to go to all the Wizards games and shit, we got lucky because the stars 98% of the time we went was always playing. Now, now, you can't guarantee that. (laughs) Can't guarantee that shit at all. In all fairness, you couldn't guarantee that then. It wasn't that long ago. That's true. But still, but still, I I, I agree with you. Well, I know when I, because when I first started going to Wizards games, when I started using TickPick, and I was getting them cheap ass tickets like 2018, 2019. I first started going. And I remember then you never, and the, and the Wizards sucked then, right? They sucked. They were even sucking really the entire time, they trashed really the entire time. But like over the last five, six years, like I used to wonder, like, man, I think the one time I got rid of my ticket, it was because I had like tickets to a Nets game and KD wasn't playing. And it's like probably right around. I know this is actually this is like COVID, this is COVID, so KD was still out. 
but Kyrie was supposed to play, and then Kyrie didn't play. And I was like, nah, I ain't going to that game. And it's just like now, but that's like like back then, like say five years ago, that wasn't as rampant. Like low management was talked about, but it like just became like a talking point. Now it's like, do these niggas ever show up? Do some of these niggas ever play? And it be like, and it don't be like serious injuries. So I get you want to protect the players, but sometimes it sound like bullshit. And a lot of it has to do with, I believe, sports betting. But that's an entirely different conversation because it'll be players who be looking like they fine, jumping up and down, and they not really hurt. And like, there's a whole thing about that I believe. But I just think the game is just different right now. And I have no idea. Two months from now, as the playoffs you know, start, who's going to be where, who's going to do what? I have no idea. And that is – and even – this is even after all of this. The only team I could look at and be like, they're probably going to do something is the Celtics. And even then, you still can't trust them. So, and that's – That's know. the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it, kind of. You're like, damn. That's the parody that – you know, that's what they wanted. I feel that they yeah, desperately wanted and damn sure needed. Um, and, you know, because everybody feel like they got a chance. And, you know, that's kind of how that's the popularity of the NFL. That's what drives people to the NFL. So we got a chance. We got a chance until you don't, <laughs> you know, but that's that's why you're a fan of sports. The 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 thrill, um, yeah. things, you know, but that's 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 the true fandom, <laughs> you know, but. I mean, like you said, it's a game. <laughs> well, I hope that this pod gets some thrills. Thrills for me, thrills for Tay. Thrills that this 49ers come through and take and tap dance on all of us next week. Uh active but kind of low-key trade deadline, but things will be heating up after this all-star break coming up soon. And uh coming up soon, we will continue our NBA coverage as well as we're going to start getting some nfl draft stuff in the next few weeks um so stay tuned for that be on the lookout for weekend wrestling things have been spicy on that show lately. <laughs> we, we appreciate all of the listeners numbers have been great lately uh do remember that we are official nfl and nba uh partners merchandise partners use our link support the show there is no code or anything. You just click on the link. It's not extra as even a little discount, I think, sometimes for uh, using affiliate links. Um, Correct. Just support the pod a little bit. Uh, not asking you to buy anything that you weren't already going to buy. But if you're gearing up for this Super Bowl or the rest of the NBA season, please check it out. And remember, the world of DAR never stops. <laughs>